I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, it's Allie for the Hollywood Life podcast. We are back this week with another episode. We have an awesome interview after Bonnie and I have a nice little chit chat about all the hottest celeb news right now. Uh, So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, hi, Bonnie. Thanks for joining today. Hi, Allie. Um, I am so tired after this weekend. (laughs) You you were working the whole weekend um because it was the uh, coronation so yeah tell us a little bit about it you were up at 4 a.m yeah I was up at uh before five because the procession from Buckingham Palace started at five and you know I really made a time of it I ordered fresh scones wow. that I picked up on Friday and I also got um double Devonshire cream and plum jam and raspberry jam so that I could, you know, really get into the mood, the the, mm-hmm. the mood of the occasion. And yeah, I, I was wiped though by the afternoon. I bet. Did you make uh, tea? Did you have tea in the morning too with your scones? scones? Well, I, I have to confess that it being that time of day without too much sleep the night before, I did opt for coffee. coffee. But I, I do want to say that I've been to um, the British Isles a few times. Um, I say that because I've been to Scotland as well as to, um, England and they do drink coffee in the morning. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they may, I don't know that they really have scones in the morning. That usually is for tea time later. Right. So I, I think I had to kind of, you know, adapt. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah, they, they'd understand, I think. (laughs) <laughs> um so I'm tell sure us a little I'm bit sure King Charles has coffee in the yeah, morning of course I'm sure now tell us a little bit about the procession what you saw what um what happened that day how was it well I mean it the pageantry really was quite phenomenal um I have to say that the the carriage the completely gold leaf covered carriage which apparently is quite old, you know, was, I mean, just a spectacular sight. It was beautiful. It really looked like what you would imagine Cinderella's carriage looked like mm-hmm. on the way to the ball. And that one was done by a fairy godmother. Yeah. But this was the real deal. And I mean, Allie, just think about it. The, that Queen Elizabeth was crowned, I think in 1953. Mm-hmm. And here we are in 1923. So we're, we're here. Talking. We're we're in 2023. We aren't in 1920. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting if we went backwards. But what's interesting, a lot of things that I was seeing was that people. This was the first time that you were seeing it in color because back when yes. Queen Elizabeth was uh, crowned queen, it the you know TVs were black and white, and so this was the first time that 
at least people who weren't in, you know, London for it were able yeah, to watch person. it on television in in color. And so you got to see how ornate uh, the carriage was and and how, um, you know, embellished and beautiful the crown jewels are and uh, things like that. That's really cool. That's so that is such a great observation. And you're right, because, you know, we've seen video of the, the Queen Elizabeth's coronation. And I mean, she was so young. That was such a contrast, too, mm-hmm. because she was just in her 20s when she became queen. And and it was unexpected because her dad died young. Right. And however, Charles is like is 76 since his mom lived for so long. So is quite the contrast, but really good point about, and it was so colorful because so it wasn't colorful. just the carriage and the robes, like the, the yeah. white and, and the purple, purple. but also all the regiments of the, you know, the, the Buckingham palace guard and their red, their red uniforms and all the various military groups in their uniforms. It was all so colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, we saw that Kate Middleton was there uh, with Prince William and then their children were there. Prince Louis, of course, stole the show as he t- typically does at these <laughs> events. Um, and then little Prince George was had like a different role. I noticed he wasn't with Kate and William. What was he doing? He had an honorary role um, and he was all in a red uniform. And I'm not sure he wasn't a page, so I'm not quite sure exactly what the official title was. But yes, he looked very dapper in his uniform. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, he seemed to, he was very solemn. He took it all very seriously. And I have to say the little Princess Charlotte, like she was such a good big sister and also mm-hmm. took it so seriously. She yes. held Louis's hand when they walked behind Kate. And you could really just see in her face that she's so proud that she's being a big sister mm. and taking care of her younger brother. And then it's true when they he did steal the show because of course he was making faces all mm. through until he was taken out about halfway through. Right, right. Um, no, he looked so cute and yes, Charlotte looked adorable. Um, and then of course, one of the biggest things of the moment was that Prince Harry kind of came and left. He, he came... He saw, and he he flew back home in less than twenty four hours after arriving in London. It appeared. Yeah, I felt it was really sad that part of it. Really, really sad. He didn't have any official role. He was in the third row. He was behind Queen Anne's big hat, so apparently his view was obscured. And but he walked in with his cousin, Princess Beatrice, mm-hmm. and they're good friends. He's very good friends with both Beatrice and Eugenie. Um, Andrew's daughters and so I think that gave him some level of comfort to go there with his cousin and I'm sure was their husband was with them they're all good friends and but still like Prince William of course as as the heir had a lot of role and and was up and he um, went up to his father during the service and he kissed his father and you know he had a role and Harry didn't and then back Afterwards, the palace, when they had the famous viewing on the balcony of the royal family, no Harry. He was already on his way back to the airport. I just think that was so wrong. What about you? Well, I'm curious if it had it not been for the like separation between Harry and his father and William, like like if 
it hadn't been for like the feud, if Harry would have had a bigger role, like, or is that because he's not the heir, like he wouldn't have had a role no matter what? Or do you think his role was cut because he has cut himself out of the family? He definitely had his role cut because okay. Charles only has two children, both sons. Elizabeth had four and they would always be part in a big way of royal events. And of course they would always be on the balcony and with their kids. So this was like just all around super awkward. Mm -hmm. And so he, if he was not estranged from his father and his brother, he definitely would have had a, a role a been much more prominent, would have been in the front row. And I mean, he's not the spare anymore because we've now got Prince George. He's, we got William is the heir now and Prince George is the spare. But I, I just, you know, I've read the book. I think I've said this in a podcast before. I read Harry's book, Spare. And it really gives you an understanding as to why he left and separated from the family. And it, it just has so much to, it really, he was pushed out by how his wife, Megan, was being treated, not just by the royal family, but by the British press. Mm -hmm. And it was so much hostility and racism. Yeah. So, and you after know, the death, yeah, go I, ahead. All right. I was just going to say, I think that it's definitely so sad that he kind of came and went. I think if he had made, since he had made the effort to come, he should have just made the effort to take part. Like you're there, take part, stay, go on the balcony, go stay for the toast and stay for the event. And like, I, unless he was like uninvited to do those things, then like he yeah, was like, I, I don't think he was welcome. I don't know. Or he was I, like, no, I don't want to take part in the like pomp and circumstance and like, I'll be there for this. I don't think he was welcome. I don't think that they wanted him at those things. I think that's one of the reasons he went back because they didn't want him to be on the balcony. They didn't want him in the official portrait of the royal family, which came out this morning. He was not wanted. He was like very disinvited He to everything. Hmm. He was invited to the ceremony and that was pretty much it. So I don't think it was his choice. I think if he had wanted to participate more, he would have really had to push it. And again, yeah. would have just, would have, yeah. could have created even more tension. Yeah. Well, I think something that was just even more like slap in the face, heartbreaking was that he was obviously stripped of his like royal titles, his royal guard, like being a serviceman and, you know, from his, the service that he did, you know, he wore like pretty plain clothes, but Prince Andrew, who has been completely disgraced and like accused of horrifying behaviors, um, was in his royal garb and, yeah. um, had a role had a bigger role than Harry so that was really heartbreaking and sad yeah I that's yeah that is a really good point and so not fair like um Harry served in the army I think for eight years and, and he like saw active, really served he saw active, yeah. yeah yeah he saw active duty in Afghanistan more than once like he yeah. truly served and then to not be allowed to wear his military uniform which he's a member of the military. He is a, he truly is a veteran. Yes. And served yeah. the queen, his grandmother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
you know, all the stuff about being stripped of his titles and stripped of any money and stripped of security. I, there was no need for that. Like the, the family, the firm, as they're called, could definitely have been more compromising. Yeah, it's definitely really heartbreaking. I, uh, I, I wish that we knew, you know, there's always two sides to the paper, no matter how thin. And I wish that we knew the full story and the full truth of like, and that they could sit down and that they could have sat down before this monumental moment. And maybe they'll ever be able to, maybe they won't. And uh, it's definitely sad though, but you know, nice that Harry got flew right home and celebrated his son's birthday, that that was more important to him. And like, you know, you have to say good for him for prior to prior. He, his consistent actions have been him prioritizing his family. And so that is what he did when he left. Yes. Early. Yeah. He's been stuck to his, he's stuck to his side of things. I'm not going to say, you know, he's not like a fraudster trying to like, now like, wait, let me have my moment in the, on the balcony. You know, he's doesn't, (laughs) he doesn't care. He wants to go. And that's been his consistent MO throughout the whole thing. Yeah, he has totally prioritized his family. And, and again, when you read his book, you understand why. Because his mother, he makes yeah. it very clear that his mother prioritized he and William always and fought for them and really tried to give them as normal a childhood as possible. And as much as it's clear that, yes, his father did love him, it just wasn't the same. And in his, his you know, it, there was, it was much more like a, his relationships with his father and even his grandmother who seems he was fairly close to were much more formal and he was sent off to school to to boarding school when he was very young and I don't know that his mother agreed but that Diana had to go along with it because this is what royals did but he just doesn't want that same kind of life of loneliness and of not being close to his children the way he felt after like after his mother died that he was so alone yeah absolutely I think that um you know more I'm sure more will come um but it's it's it was sad I I don't disagree with that seeing that and I don't know the next time now that they'll see each other you know there's not like there's much to come like they got to see each other because the queen died and then because of this but yeah, I guess I guess that that um, we'll see. Maybe that'll be a giant relief for Harry and for Meghan, and they can you know continue to go on with their you know their charitable involvements and they're working on entertainment projects. Apparently, she's got a book in the works, and that will get a lot of attention from whatever her book is yeah. about. I I, I kind of hope that she doesn't you know tell her side of the story in terms of everything that happened with the family. Cause I feel like Harry's done that. I'd like to see her write about something else. Me too. Like, because how much can you set the record straight? You know, your husband's had a book, you did an Oprah sit down, you did a Netflix documentary, like you have a podcast, like, how, like n- then it starts to kind of get like, okay. Yeah you know, what are you trying to hide kind of thing? Like, why do you keep trying to set the record straight so much a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I, yes, I think it's time. It's time to for some distance now, and to work. I mean, they have other really good ideas. I'm sure they do. Yeah, other projects. So work on those. Totally. Um, now to some other big news from this weekend. Taylor Swift um, had her three nights in Nashville. She announced. She's releasing uh, Taylor's version, Speak Now, July 7th. Um, she performed up until 2 a.m. after a four-hour rain delay last night or on Sunday evening. So she has been completely crushing it in her uh, her hometown, I would say, because she moved there when she was young to pursue music. Um but in addition to that, she's had some special guests. We saw Gigi Hadid there. Uh, she had a lot. Her friend Abigail was there. And then her rumored boyfriend, possibly love interest man she likes, uh, Matt Healy of the 1975, was present at, uh, I think, two of the three shows. Yeah. And um, and then they were they were reportedly spotted hanging out after one of the shows and hey, does she like a man with an accent or what? Because he's at the show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, every single one of her serious boyfriends has had an English accent. Like, um, you know, Joe Alwyn, she was with him for almost seven years. And uh, she was with uh, Tom Hiddleston. Calvin Tom, Tom yes. Hiddleston, British, English. Calvin Harris. Scottish back then like they're just yeah no she definitely loves well she says she says in her song she loves a London boy um Harry Styles Harry Styles Styles. yeah completely yeah she likes a guy with an accent and actually I stand corrected he was at all three shows even the four-hour rain delay so interesting and during you know there were some photos when uh Taylor was singing lover and Gigi Hadid was like kind of like all over Matt Healy, like pointing at him. And he was like, you know, holding his heart, like totally acting out. And like part of me's like, mm, are they like just like joking? You know, is it like, are they just feeding into it a little bit? Cause everyone's saying it. But the other thing, you know, they could be. I mean, he was the fact that he was at all three shows is kind of telling. That's devotion. That's devotion. Yeah. Um, and apparently they were possibly set up by Jack Antonoff, who was, uh, you know, Taylor's longtime collaborator. Her and Matt have known each other for a while. She's always been a fan of his. And, um, you know, Jack had reconnected them. And Taylor was like, kind of like flirty girly with him. Like she had a crush on him. So they're hanging out, having fun. That's what this latest report from Entertainment Tonight says. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, good for her. I want, I mean, Taylor's got to find true love. I mean, she's written so much about love in all of its its different aspects. It's she's got to find true love, and, and have one of these relationships last. She deserves it. She does deserve it. She's so talented and so like larger than life that like I just you know she I'm I feel like it would be helpful to have somebody in her industry like this guy that understands her and like understands her career and her fame and because he's performed with her multiple times he's written with her like he knows kind of inside of her brain I feel like which is a good understands the the pressures like uh, supposedly the split with Joe Alwan happened because 
yeah, they were really serious. I guess they got together, you know, a year or something before COVID, but then they had COVID almost three years of quiet, more relative quiet, and that he didn't really understand the amount of what she had has to do and the amount mm -hmm. of the fandom and everything. I found that a little hard to believe, but that was supposedly one of the reasons for the split. And he was more private. Right, right. Well, and you know, I think that like he goes on location for movies and she goes on a, you know, eight month long tour. And like, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard when I guess you're not, even though they're in the same industry, it's not the same like it's not the same industry as Hollywood, but I think that if you're both touring artists, you get it a little differently between being a movie. Like it's like why Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, I would say work really well. They completely understand each other's industry. Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is a one of is like the Bruce Springsteen. Like it like sells out every single show. He's like Elvis you know, of like modern day and Trisha like gets it and she, cause she does the same thing and maybe not to the level, but she like respects it and gets it. So, you know, I think well, they also, those couples perform together a lot. Like they tour yeah. and perform together a lot. Now they do, but they didn't, yeah. they were younger. <laughs> now they do cause they're older and they're like, that's what we're going to do. And people know them together and they'll come see them both. But you know, back in the day, no, they weren't, they weren't doing that yet. Faith and, and, and Tim weren't? No, not they really. really. They would, they had like part collaborations and stuff, but they, I think that their first tour together was like kind of that one right before COVID. Really? Yeah. Cause well, they have like they different careers, been... you know, Merrid Morris and Ryan Hurd is another one, like what currently um, that like really make it work very well and they don't tour together. Um, so I, I hope, I mean, people, for some reason, people don't like these two, Taylor and, and Matt. Really? Yeah, people why? are into it. They don't really like him. And I don't know why. I've been trying to do some research and figure it out. But people don't like him. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I Well, I, I can't, I mean, I don't know enough about him to know why his fans wouldn't like him. Fans didn't really like Tom Hiddleston either. Yeah. But And did they like Joe Alwyn? But they didn't really know enough about him. I think they liked Joe Allen because it, it was like going on for so long too. You know, like I think that like now that this has come up, they're like, they weren't over her and Joe yet. Yeah. <laughs> Guess it's not about the fans. Right. Guess it has to be about their relationship. Right. Well, I will fans. say, you know, Taylor's on the on the stage every weekend. And so odds are she's been very open with her fans. She's been very talkative. So maybe she'll say something about him or, or you know, hint at something that someone will crack open. And, you know, maybe they're doing it to collab on something and a new song is going to come out. And that's going to be the extent of it. Uh, see. Well, let's hope that that this is that this turns out to be love for Taylor, like I said. Um, and, you know, now King Charles, we've, we've seen a historic moment. Um, you know, he's 76. He lives as long as his mom. He's got at least a good 20 years. His grandmother lived to 105. Mm -hmm. Seems pretty healthy. So, you know, we could be in for another long reign and uh, not get our chance to see uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton 
ascend to the throne and then George for quite some time. Yep. Um, well, in the meantime, guys, make sure you listen to our interview coming up next with Mama June and her new husband. Um, yeah, talk about love. They're really in love. Yeah. They're really in love. And they're really dealing, though, with a lot, you know, a very serious challenge right now with her daughter, Anna. And they talk about that. But I was I was surprised by, you know, just how well they communicated about each like to each other and about each other. I was really impressed and really happy for Mama June because you and I have interviewed her over the years mm-hmm. and I've never seen her so together and so happy. So Great. I'm really glad for her on that level to have found this person okay well thank you guys so much stay tuned i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life podcast and I am without my co-anchor today, Ali Stagnita. She is so busy that I have, have got the luck of being on my own with our fabulous guests today. And we are welcoming a friend of the show. And our friend of the show has got a very special friend, actually a beyond friend that she has brought to the podcast. And she's got uh, a new season of her show starting. And so everybody welcome Mama June Shannon and her new husband. I mean, it's been about a year. Justin Strass. Hi, guys. So hello. How are you? How are you? So Allie decided to say, "Hey, she's she's ditching you for good, or what?" No, she's not not ditching me for good. But she's going on vacation. How dare she? And (laughs) yeah, how dare she? (laughs) <laughs> she has a whole bunch of deadlines. She's got a lot of show of stories to write. And I was like, right. okay, you do, you better do your thing. But I get the pleasure right. of seeing my I'm already gonna apologize. They're working on our building at our hotel, and you're gonna hear this like chiseling on the building right here. <laughs> okay, well, we so you know that's okay. We all got our things we're dealing with, but listen, you've got You've got a lot to tell us about, and we haven't met Justin before, but from everything that I keep reading on your Instagram and kind of reading and in stories, and it looks like you're very, very happy after celebrating a year of marriage. And we're going to see the wedding, I believe, on the upcoming, well, actually the season is starting of Mama June Family Crisis on WeTV, kicked off. Friday, May 5th. So yes. tell us about the season and the marriage. Um, um, like I said, I mean, we can't give you all like the nuts all in the first, first few episodes. So y'all are gonna have to watch a few episodes and we definitely will be sharing the wedding with y'all. Um, 
But first, we have to get through, like, like you got to peel the onions back, you know, the layers of the onion back. Um, like I said, you know, y'all are probably going to be mad at first, but, like, you got to realize that our reality show is not a live reality TV. You know, we started filming back in October. We finished filming at the end of March. And so you're going to see where me and the girls were back in October and what we were doing. And then you're going to move forward to where we are at in current day. So we have to tell that story to know what y'all were missing while we weren't, you know, on TV. Um, so, you know, so it was just, you know, that is going to be where y'all, you know, we're going to have to explain to people and that's how they can, they're just going to like be able to see that. So they're going to be probably mad at first, you know, they're going to, understand the struggles that I was going through what the girls were going through how we were feeling and then you're gonna you know see the happiness that everybody had and then you know then you're gonna be able to see the wedding and then you're gonna see some you know the issues and then we're gonna say you know oh we might see you again the next you know we might see you again you just gotta make sure y'all watch um because that is important that if y'all want us to continue to share more of our life with y'all because we have so much of our life going on right now we're not filming it you know Amana's graduating high school you know Anna's going through stage four cancer you know stuff like that yeah well uh, it's interesting that you're saying we're going to be mad at you at first so yeah <laughs> and that you know that you are okay with that like you understand and uh, yes I'm glad also to know that as things go on that we're not going to be so mad at you but you right but you have you know taught like you've said on your instagram you celebrated a one-year anniversary and you're really right. recent posting you're so happy to see your husband so yes i can you tell us like how is it going? You're sitting there, you're touching, body language is good. I can see right. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's really good. I mean, you know, like we do have like our struggles. I mean, stress, life has stresses of its own. Um, we just, like I said, I tell you that all the time, like in the last two years, like we've been through a lot, um, but we're still standing here together. So that's a good thing. Um, you know, like even like in the last like six or seven months, um, it's been a lot. And I do tell people that, like, you know, honestly, like, the stress and just everything that, like, goes into a normal relationship, like, we have even more bigger stresses, like I said, with just life, you know, like, with my working on my relationship with my girls, again, you know, the traumatic news that we heard with Anna, like, like, normal people would just, like, leave, but he doesn't, like, he doesn't bitch about it or he doesn't, you know, he just stays like right here, you know, he doesn't go nowhere. Like my blindness is like blind, you know what I'm saying? He just deals with it. Well, I mean, just as much as she helped or I help her, she helps me too, you know. So it, we, we both help each other through everything. And that it's definitely communication is key. Um, it's a lot of sacrifice and having to give up for the other person or give up something that Maybe you won't, which every relationship has that, has sacrifices and things you have to give up for the other person in order for things to work. So, you know, it's just as, as long as that stays going and I think it's going in the right direction. And Justin, how has it been for you? Because uh, you were not a part of the this being in the public eye in a TV show. You kind of you married into it. You fell in love into it. 
How has yeah. that been for you adjusting to having cameras on your life? Um, I mean, it was uh, a little weird at first, um, but you quickly get used to the cameras being around when they are around. Um, it's like they're not even there. Um, I will say that it definitely has pros and cons being in the, you know, on TV and out there for the world to see because everything you do is scrutinized. Um, especially with me, I dealt with a lot of negativity at first, especially through social media, because I was already on social media and I live streamed through social media. Um, so I got a lot of negative, but I understood why there was negativity at first. So um, that's the reason why now I just don't pay attention to the negative comments or the naysayers, you know. And then with the girls, too, like people have to understand, like even like me, when my addiction went, when, you know, you broke promises all the time and you might tell a person. So you're blue in the face that you're going to do something, but it never gets done. So with the girls, they just want to see change. And when you start seeing change, you'll start seeing other things change in your life as well, too. Um, let's, um, you know, I think that's, that's, you know, wonderful that how you're explaining how it's been and about, you know, understanding how the girls have felt because they have had a lot of trust, a distrust in mama and in the men that she's been involved with. And we've seen that over the, you know, the the years of the show and also at Hollywood life, you know, we've interviewed pumpkin, uh, I guess a few times as well and, and heard her perspective and regaining that trust is such an enormous thing. I know mama June, you've been working on that for a long time. Right. Right. That's, that's really hard. You know, e even with me, with my own mother, you know, after I got clean, I, I've been having to work on rebuilding that relationship as well, too, you know. Um, so it can go both ways, you know, uh, kid and child or child and kid, you know, because in my scenario, it's different. You know, it's the kid that's hurting the parent, you know, um, but it, they're both the same. You know, it's both the same. It takes work and. You know, you're going to have to be truthful and let feelings go. And I think you're going to see a lot of that in this season, too. A lot of people opening up and being true with themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of growing on not yeah. just my part, but also the kids part, too. Yep. Absolutely. Letting go, letting go of a lot of stuff and opening up about a lot of stuff, not just for me, but for the kids also. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not just a one-sided thing. Like, and that's what people need to realize that it's not just me. It's not just me all the time. And I think that's where you're going to see the change this season that that's where it's going to like click. And that's where the season is going to like turn from always negative, 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 negative. And that's when it's going to start. And that's where y'all are going to like see the 360 change in the show. Well, I think the fans are really going to look forward to seeing that. Now, right. you are dealing with a very difficult situation with right. Anna uh, being being yeah. sick with stage four adrenal carcinoma. It's a, a form of a yeah. very rare form of cancer. Yeah, and like two hundred people in the world have it, and uh, one in one million people only get diagnosed with it. There's not any doctors that treat it here. Um, but just a couple, and those are honestly just mostly experimental doctors that say they're paid for like your hotel, they're paid for your uh, flights, they're paid for your treatment, 
And in my opinion, I don't want my daughter, even as to, even if she was only in stage one, I don't want my daughter to become an experiment project and she doesn't want to become an experiment project. And there's none of those doctors in Georgia. And I don't want to put my daughter on a plane, even with me and Justin, and be an experiment project. So we, she is seeing a cancer specialist and doing chemotherapy. She's going for around three next week. Okay, well, I'm going to pray for her, pray for you all. Um, yes. How is your feelings about the treatment? It sounds like you're confident in the doctors that you do have. Um, you know, we we have had the talks that we don't want to have with her um, about final arrangements, like um, about her children, because she has a seven and a 10 year old. Um, yeah. You know, we've had to have the talk that you don't want to have, you know, um, you know, we have, you know, that's why me and Justin, we go up the weeks that she has chemo, we stay with her in Atlanta, then Pumpkin and Alana come up one day, then Jessica come up one day, um, you know, Pumpkin and Josh help with her oldest daughter a lot, or Caitlin, um, and so honestly, the people who are there are me, Justin, and the girls, and Eldridge, which is her boyfriend, um, outside of that, none of the other family is there. And it's sad because while Anna is in good, good spirits and is able to have fun, she wants family around. And those people that are not around have to have to answer to that when all this is said and done. And what is going to be hard for me is the time, when that time happens where she may not be in the best of good spirits. It's going to be hard for me as a mom not to hold my tongue and be like, you couldn't be around when she was in in good spirits. Why are you around when she's in bad and she's in bad condition? Like, why couldn't you be around when she wanted you around the most? Like, that's where I'm, I'm going to probably struggle the most and not be able to hold my tongue. But they have to deal with that at the end of the day, not me, because I know we're doing the right thing. Me and the girls and Justin are. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's such a, it's such a hard thing to have a child right. who is suffering from cancer. Oh, yeah. And she's only 28 years old. And that's what people don't understand. She's only 28. Yeah. She's young and it's not fair. Yeah. And it's just not fair for her. Oh, it's not because I, I, you know, I tell people this all the time. Like if I'm sitting here as a mom, like asking myself why, like why us, why her, like, like, going through some days, like not want to deal with the day. I mean, going through and, you know, being emotionally drained, you know, or mentally drained from it. I can imagine what she's going through with it or like, you know, not knowing whether to scream or holler or, or be mad or, you know, be, be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can just imagine what's going through her head. And I tell her that all the time. And, um, you know, it's hard for me not to think about it, you know? And so people's like, well, you know, you can't think about it all the time. Well, it's hard not to think about it, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? And how, do you know at this point, how many rounds of chemotherapy she's supposed to have? Um, the doctor wants four rounds, but talking to people that have had the same kind of cancer, which is only like three people, two people in stage one, they've had over 22 rounds of it, um, but they've had a habit to live. Um, there was one person, the mom reached out, her son had uh, stage four, was diagnosed in stage four, just like Anna, same scenario. 
Um, he was diagnosed in November of one year and he passed away in June of the next year. Uh, but he had to do chemo to stay alive. So um, I don't know if that's going to be that everybody is different. Oh, yeah. I was told that, yep. um, you know, we know that everybody is different. Um, but because the cancer is so aggressive, um, we do know that she will probably be on a treatment plan the rest of her life. Well, it's really, it's so good that you are totally there for her and that her sisters are there yeah. for her and Justin is there for her. Yeah. I take it that the her ex-husband, the, the father of her children, is he not involved at all? Um. I mean, he's still, yeah, he's he still, he still sees the child. He's always been a part yes. of the child. Only, life, only, but... only, um, her youngest daughter okay. is the father. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, you know, of course, they, I mean, he don't help with Anna, you know, no, because no, he he's moved on and Anna's moved on. Yes. But yeah, you know, he's still there for the kids. And yes, stuff. he still is there for the child here. Okay. Well, listen, I know that all your fans are going to, and all of Anna's fans are going to be praying. For yes. Her. I mean, I, 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 I yeah. we, we can say that um, people have sent us a lot of text messages and messages on Instagram. They, I tell you like this, if you want to know anything about Anna, catch one of her lives. She doesn't post a lot on TikTok, but you can follow her on TikTok, which is Anna Marie Card, C-A-R-D-W-E-39. She goes live on there a lot at nighttime. If she feels good, she's on there. That is her way to escape. She loves hanging out with people. She loves going on there acting goofy. She loves she loves just hanging out with people. And a lot of people go on there and just watch her. And she gives that funny, but that's her way of just escaping and having fun and laughing and giggling. And that is literally the way I tell people to find Anna. Um, but we don't answer, we can't answer every single message, but we do appreciate the people who yeah, have all reached the thoughts out. And prayers yeah, for like everybody. everything people have sent Anna um, through, you know, her PO box, through her Amazon wish list and all that. Um, she appreciates all that. She thanks everybody who does stuff for her. Um, and, you know, that's not something that she's asked people to do. She just, people's asked her to do it for that reason. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's why I tell people to say, hey, follow her TikTok because that's where she goes live at. Um, if y'all want to know and hang out with Anna. Well, I'm sure that lots of those who are listening to our podcast will do that. They will want to do that. And especially knowing that it, it like makes her feel good. Like it gives her a positive energy to be out there and sharing how she's feeling. Yeah, yeah, Anna, for sure. yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. She does. She just y'all yeah, go in there, hang out with her, and she she goes on there a lot. I can't tell you she goes on there every night because she's not on there every single night, but she's on there a lot of nights uh, going live. Okay, and then you know how how is Pumpkin managing? And she's got now twins and a two. Oh, yeah. They're turning one. Um, <laughs> they're turning one in two weeks. Well, actually, in fourteen days. Yeah. And that's like, she has so much on her plate with her young kids. And then she's got Honey Boo Boo, Alana living with her. And like, how's she managing and how much are, like, how much are you seeing um, her and her whole household? Um, A lot regularly, very yeah. regularly. Like they're like, they're like, they're like, they're begging and saying, where are y'all coming back home? Cause like, like, we haven't seen them since when? Like Tuesday. Monday? Tuesday. Oh, no, Monday. Yeah, Monday or Monday. Tuesday. We're around them a lot. 
Um, you know, yeah. but Pumpkin's house is a little crazy because she's got four young kids right running now around. So it's a little chaotic sometimes, especially yeah, when I would say so. Sick. Yeah, you know, Alana takes care of herself. You know, she's grown. You know what I'm saying? She's just to graduate high school. So she, she takes care of herself. Days. Yeah, you know, but um congratulations. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with all that going on, and then you know, it's just life life goes on. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, we so I do tell people Yeah. I'm I tell you that all the time. I'm like, you know, they um they're like, what is all going on in your life? And I'm like, what ain't? Like, we're literally in New York this week. Next week is a treatment week for Anna. After that week, we have Tink graduating um, pre-K yep. on that Friday, which is a twin's birthday. Um, that Saturday, Alana graduates high school that morning. She has she wants to do a luncheon that afternoon. That evening, Caitlin, which is Anna's oldest, she graduates from fifth grade. That Sunday on the 20th, I mean, 21st, um, the twins have their first birthday party. Yep. So that's just next week. That's just next. That's that's the next two weeks. Yeah, of our next life. two weeks of our lives right there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you need a major calendar like <laughs> expert to. Well, no, we yeah. all keep it straight because like we all kind of forget, and we're just like everybody okay. helps, reminds everybody. Yeah, because we're like, okay, this is what we have to do this week. Now, are the cameras going for all of this stuff? No. Okay. No. That's why we always tell people if you want to see what's going on, make sure y'all tune make in. sure you tune in. You have to watch the ratings have to be there. And that's what we try to tell people. The cameras are in our life 24-7. So um this season, you know, it's gonna like end, you know, and y'all aren't gonna, you know, there ain't gonna be like certain things that y'all miss that y'all are gonna be able not to y'all, you know, y'all are gonna wanna see, you know certain things you know, y'all gonna want to see life after alana graduates high school y'all are gonna want to see you know what happens to alana is she gonna go to college is you know what's happening with anna you know uh stuff like that or what's happening you know with just life in general and to have to see more of our life you do have to tune in and the ratings have to be there because in reality tv we don't get 50 episodes ordered up at a time we only get a small little window of 10 episodes and that's not that's not a lot of time uh, well, we're hearing you loud and clear. Everybody's got to tune in. To yeah, it. you know what I'm saying? Hey, we we're, love uh, our fans. Family we've loved us for almost 13 years. Wow. We love our fans and we appreciate y'all loving us through thick and thin and craziness and the bad, the good and ugly. October 12th of this year will be 13 years. Wow, that's that's quite a milestone. And just at the fact that Alana, who we have followed since she was just a little girl, that she's right. graduating high school. We saw the beautiful prom photos. Um, right. And we, I mean, I, I saw like, we don't know yet whether she's going to college. We saw some frustration upcoming about right. pump with pumpkin and that she's not paying attention. Yeah. She's been, she's been a, I'm, I'm going to say she's been a little mm, about them, them uh, applications. Let's just <laughs> She has, um, let's put it the way we she has decided on a few things, but out of uh privacy, we have not released any of that information yet either. So she did, she did get some things done in terms of deadlines, yeah. Um, kind of, sort of, but not really. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> uh -oh Alana, um, I know. <laughs> What about her boyfriend? It seems like the last time we talked, you know, you 
I think the relationship a lot with Alana's Alana and her boyfriend was fairly new and you were very supportive of it. You thought it was that he was okay. Um, you know, I don't tell them all the time, you know, Alana, a lot of people still look at Alana, that six-year-old little girl. When she is a teenager, she's gonna have a boyfriend. She's gonna wear a long, she's gonna wear lashes, she's gonna wanna wear a wig, she's gonna wanna wear long lashes. You know, I, I hate to say it. I mean, I not I don't even hate to say it. I hate to say it that, you know, she gets a lot of backlash because she is dating outside of her race. But we have a lot of chocolate vanilla swirl in our family. I've always said that for years because we do. My niece, my sisters, um, you know, a lot of my family members have, you know, my, a lot of my nieces do. And so I don't, I don't look at it that way. I don't look in color. Um, so a lot of you wouldn't step outside of that box because, you know, you can't help who you love. You know what I'm saying? And he love is love. to be with. Yeah, love is and, love. and that's Absolutely. true. And so that's what I tell you. But I think a lot of people still look at Alana as a six-year-old little girl that never grew up. And she's grown. She's almost supposed to be 18 in August. Yeah, because four years is not that big of a difference. I mean, Pumpkin and Josh is, what, more than four years? No, they're four years. They're four years. They're four years. We're seven years and 11 months. So, but they're still young. You know, they're yes. going to make mistakes. You know, he's going to make some more mistakes, a lot more. She's going to make a lot more mistakes. And hopefully they figure it out young and don't wait like and that. If they, did, but... And if they don't, then, hey, it was her teenage love, her first love. That's very true. I think it was more the, well, at least from what, you know, what we saw that it was more the age difference that fans were concerned about. And then. Well, people don't understand either that Pumpkin and Josh were the same exact age, because oh, if you yes. think about it, Josh and Pumpkin have been together eight years. Pumpkin is 23. So count back eight years. She was 15. Josh is 27. He'll be 27 in July. Okay. So, or he may be 27 already. Count back eight years. Um, Josh was uh, nineteen or twenty when they first met. Right. Um. So I think he was nineteen, maybe. Um. So they were about the same age. They've been together eight years. Um. So, you know, I just think that because it's Alana and she's America's like little sweetheart. That's and true. America's like, you know, icon and stuff that they hold a lot to a higher pedestal than they do like pumpkin. Even though people love pumpkin, I just think that they're kind of critiquing Alana a little bit more than they would pumpkin or somebody else. Right. And didn't he, what happened with him? Was he arrested? He had a DUI. Is that all, you know, did the charge talk about that? We're not talking okay. about that. Yeah, right. we, we can't talk, talk about, about that. that. Okay. Well, let's, I, I want to just ask you one last thing about, I saw in a, in a preview that you did a therapy weekend with um, the girls. Yes. How, how did that go? Yes. And I, you know, it seems like you've done a lot of therapy and you've really seen that it's helped you. And I take it that Justin has done some therapy too. And I don't know that, you know, 13 years ago, you would have ever thought of having therapy and family therapy. And so has this been like, have you really learned a lot? And has it been helpful through doing things like um, that? Honestly, like even before, like I met Justin, like I had like when, I mean, I'll be honest, like after I left, you know, I don't know, like after I got, honestly, after I got clean, I'll be honest with you, like after I got clean, like I was in a totally different mindset, but even before I left, you know, like 
I became in a different mindset. And that's why I guess I had the strength to actually leave that abusive relationship. And like once I left that toxicity, like I started remembering like that toxicity, like started way back with my mother. And so I started working towards knowing who June Shannon was for the first time in 41 years before I had met Justin. And then I just started like working like on my trauma myself and like writing, like typing stuff like in my phone every night about like what was really like bothering me and like erasing it and like kind of like washing it away. And you just don't know how much that like can help you. So I do highly recommend that to anybody. Like if you're going through something and something is weighing on you so much, write it down and then just rip it up or write it in your phone if you can't see, cause I can't see it. I just write it in my phone, like talk text it, write it in my phone every night, erase it. If I'm if it's still bothering me the next day, I write about it until it doesn't bother me anymore. I've even cried about it sometimes. And you don't realize how much relief of like weight it lifts off of you every day. And oh my God, it was such a big relief. And then once I was I could handle it, um, that's when I started like working on my thing with the girls. And able to handle like hearing the raw emotion from the girls, that's when I like was like, okay, it's time for like I've already worked on myself. Now it's time for me to be able to build that up. You know, just one last question, um, uh, Mama June. You you talked at the beginning about how supportive Justin's been and accepting. And I take it that's one of the reasons why you fell in love with him. Justin, can you just tell us why you, you know, what do you think it was that made you fall in love? Um, because June accepts me for who I am. She doesn't try to make me into this perfect husband or try to make me into somebody that I'm not. Um, and she she fights for me, you know. That's that's something that I've never really had, you know. Um especially coming out of addiction myself, you know, um, that's been a, one of the biggest struggles for me. So to know that somebody's actually there for you and there for you through the good, the bad, and then different, you know, that really spokes volumes on the type of person that she is as a person. So, and, you know, I had to grab it up. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, I'm very happy for the two of you that you found each other. And thank you wish you and the family all and Anna all the best in her her battle that she's in and you know you've got a lot that you're covering we're going to look forward to seeing you go from not liking you so much to really liking you Mama June in a season so I, I understand if people hate me in the first season but you're going to know it's going to turn 360 and you're going to see the change and we'll, we'll look forward to seeing the wedding and um, everybody, you've got to tune in because there's going to be so much to watch on yes. Mama June, Family Crisis, WeTV, Friday evenings, and uh, got to be there because there's so much more to come. And, you know, everyone wants to make sure there's another season. So everyone tune yes. in. Thanks so much for joining us on the Hollywood Life podcast. Thank you so much Thank for you. having us. Thank you. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.